family, Lisa Dalton here. Quick announcement. My fourth book, Today's Investment, Tomorrow's Return. 25 personal investments you can do to add value to your life is now available to you on Amazon, Kindle, and Barnes and Noble. In this book, I share some of my little investments, such as finding a relationship with the Lord, having a few good friends, and learning how to say no and mean it. They will all add value to your life. If you've been a part of the Finding Peace with the Journey along with me, Thank you for your support. If you haven't gotten on the journey yet, go to my website, findingpeacewithin.org, and start your journey today. And as I always say, make it a wonderful day and be blessed. Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. Job 38, 12-13 says, Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place? Ah, and caused the enemy to know its place? And caused the spirit of fear to know its place? Have you commanded your morning? Now get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello and welcome to Finding Peace Within. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. If this is your first time visiting Finding Peace Within, welcome to the podcast. If you are a repeat guest, welcome back. Finding Peace Within was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness by studying the Word of God, being true to who you are and doing the necessary things you need to do in order to be at peace with your soul. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on all platforms. Facebook, Lisa Dalton. Instagram, Lisa Dalton. And on Twitter, I am Lisa Dalton. Now, sit back, relax, get your pen and your pad as we take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello, everyone. We are still, still, still yet studying our uh, series of The Strong Man. If you had not had a chance to go back and listen to the other podcast about The Strong Man, I suggest you do. They have been amazing. We've had amazing guests on the show and everyone have brought their own um, experiences in the in the stronghold that they've had to talk about. And it's so amazing how the Lord works that way um, because I did not know their stories until we met and began to do the podcast. So if you had not listened to the podcast previously about the strong man, go back and listen to them. We had the first week, um, Sister Kim Morrell talking about the lion spirit. Then we had Pastor Michelle Moore speaking on the spirit of jealousy. Then we had Sister Latanya Merritt David. Davidson Merritt uh, speaking on the spirit of heaviness. And then we had uh, prophetess Lady McRae speaking on the spirit of perversion. Um, I spoke on the spirit of pride. And today we continue uh, 
with the spirit of fear, the spirit of fear. And in the climate that we're in right now in America, not just in America, but around the world, there is a lot of fear. But the Lord has given us a word about that spirit. And I would like to open up with a short word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor your name and we just praise you, oh God. We just thank you for being the Lord of our lives. We just thank you for your love and your grace, oh God. We ask that you be with me as I teach this lesson on the spirit of fear. For Lord, we know what your word says, that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And today we are walking in that, walking in that, knowing that you have already provided a way of escape for us. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we know that the victory is already ours. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, all right. Let's get into this lesson. The spirit of fear. First of all, let's identify what is fear. And you all know when you come to Finding Peace Within podcast to the classroom, you need to have your pen and your pad, you know, as we continue to take this journey of Finding Peace Within together. And how does all of these um, strong men relate to us finding peace? Well, we know that when we're tormented, there is no peace. So doing these scriptures and doing these Bible studies and going through each one of these strong men, it will allow us all to see where we're still struggling, the areas that we need um, the Lord to give us even more faith in. Because remember, when he died on the cross, he took every sin and every iniquity with him. So the fact that we're still operating in these strongholds is because we have not released our faith for him to believe for you to believe that it is already done. All right. So the spirit of fear. What is fear? Fear is a non-physical part of a person, which is the seat of emotions and character. That is what the spirit is. The spirit is the non-physical part of a person, which is the seat of emotions and character. It is who you are. <laughs> your spirit is who your character portrays. Your spirit is what people see when they hear you talk, when they see your face, when they see your expressions. That's what your spirit is. It's the non-physical part. You, you, you can't see the spirit um, per se inside of a person, but it comes out through their character and their emotions. And what is fear? Uh, fear is being afraid of something or someone as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. That's what fear is. We gave it an acronym of false evidence appearing real. And that's what the world has given fear. Um, Webster has given it this de de um, definition. Be afraid of something or someone as likely to be dangerous or painful or threatening. That's what fear is. But the word of God says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, a characteristic of fear, an emotion of fear where you sit in, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, what is power? Power is authority. That's what power is. 
Power is authority and love is having a passion for. So God has not given us the characteristics of fear, of being afraid, of feeling threatened, but of authority and of love and having a passion for and of a sound mind. What is a sound mind? A sound mind is a state of mind of a person which is sufficient to reason. Sane and rational thinking. That's what a sound mind is. So Second Timothy says, Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a characteristic of timidity. That's what fear also means. But of authority and a passion with a sound mind, with rational thinking. But we know how the enemy works, right? He gives us the spirit of fear when we are not um, in in a place of comfort, uh, of of knowing what's going to happen. A lot of us um, have fear because we don't have control of the situation. And as long as you're controlling it, you feel like there is no fear. But deep down, you still got some fear. <laughs> you still got some fear. There are two types of fear, believe it or not. Uh, there is a positive fear and a negative fear. So what is a positive fear? A positive fear is a natural sort of protection that keeps us from hurting ourselves. It's a form of respect, such as uh, the fear of fire, because we know fire will burn. Um, I remember when Adrian was a little boy, may have been one or two just learning how to talk and we had a space heater in the hallway and I said to him don't touch it because it's hot it's hot and being um uh, young he's a kid he's a baby he doesn't know he doesn't have wisdom he doesn't have sign mind he he doesn't have the ability to make rational decisions he put his hand on the on the stove anyway and then he says hot and he never touched it again. So he had a reverence and a level of respect for the fire. There is also the fear of God. We have a fear of God out of reverence for him. You know, um, we are not afraid of God, but we, because God is love, but we reverence him. We reverence his name. We reverence what he's done. We reverence his word. And um, <laughs> when people tell lies, we would say as children, well, some of us still say it as adults. Somebody start lying. It's like, oh, I'm a move because God going to strike you down. And we don't want to get struck when God strike a person down for lying. That's a reverence of fear that we have. Um, but it's not a fear of timidity you don't feel threatened there's no pain there there's no danger in having a fear of loving the lord psalm 1 and 11 and 10 psalm 111 and verse 10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so if we want to have wisdom we fear the lord and we know there is um, great gain in having wisdom and when you have wisdom you're able to make rational and sound decisions you have a sound mind Romans 8 and 15 says for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear 
but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8 and 15. What is bondage? Hmm. We already know what fear is. Timidity. Bondage is the state of being a slave. So Romans 8 and 15 said, you did not receive the characteristics of a slave again to fear. You did not receive the characteristics of a slave again to be afraid, to be threatened, to be in pain. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And what is adoption? The action or fact of legally taking another's child and bringing it up as one's own. So, Romans 8 and 15 says, For you did not receive the characteristics of a slave again to be in, uh, to be afraid, to be controlled, mm-hmm, to be um, threatened, or to feel pain, but you received the characteristics of one that is adopted adopted by the father god and when children are adopted for the most part they feel like they finally have a home they finally have someone that's going to love them and take care of them and treat them like they are human slaves are slaves were not treated like humans Slaves were treated as property, as animals, and sometimes slaves were treated worse than animals. They were beaten, they were chained, they were hung on trees and whipped like dogs and pulled apart as if we were paper. That's how slaves were treated. But when you are adopted, mm -mm, you feel the love of God. That's what happens when you are adopted. So, what are the negative fears? Let's go. Here we go. Negative fear equals negative faith. We know it is impossible to please the Lord without faith. We cannot please him without faith. Here are some fruit. I'm not going to go over all of them. But if you are dealing with any of these fruit, then you are walking in the spirit of fear and you lack faith phobia that's one of them phobia is an extreme or irrational fear or aversion to something so i looked up the word aversion it is a strong dislike or disinclination Uh, some of you may have a phobia of snakes or worms or or the dark are closed places and some of us are homophobic you know we're afraid of anything that's different than what you are um but isaiah 13 7 and 8 says every man's heart will melt and they will be afraid pangs and sorrow would take hold of them they will be in pain as a woman in childbirth they will be amazed at one another their faces will be like flames will be like fire so when you have a phobia you get sharp emotions that's what pangs are pains are p-a-n-g-s sharp emotions 
that are uh, sharp mental emotions. They are distressed. So when you are in pain, when a woman is going through childbirth, um, she's in pain. And then emotionally and mentally afterwards, it becomes a form of stress for some of us. And that's what phobia does. And the sorrow, a feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortune suffered by oneself or others. Sadness, unhappiness, dejection. That's what sorrow is. So when you are in a phobia, you get sad. You're unhappy. You're very disappointed. And it is a very deep distress. I watched, um, I love um, Super Nanny, Nanny Joe. <laughs> I watched the episode where the father said he was afraid to wash dishes. He had a phobia about washing dishes because he didn't want to get his hands dirty. But yet he's a police officer. Okay, go figure that out. So what she did was she blindfolded him and had four containers of water with dirty dishes. And he put his hands in there and uh, that got rid of his phobia. <laughs> that dirty water was not going to do anything to him. And that's what a phobia is. We, if we get ourselves in a place in our mind that something is going to happen. Irrational fear is what it says. And irrational. So you're not even thinking with that sound mind that the Lord gave you. They will be in pain, which is a mental suffering or distress as a woman in childbirth. That's what phobia does. And it brings fire. Mm, flames of fire. Your face will be like flames of fire when you're in phobia because you're, you're in such fear. It's like, oh my God. Just think, if you saw a snake, if you saw a snake, you immediately... I know I would immediately, uh, my face would turn red. My body would get hot. I would get flushed. I would, uh, get sad. I would, Lord knows I would look at it as mis as a misfortune and emotionally I will be in distress. Mm. That's what phobia does. Ah, we don't want to be walking like that. Y'all. We don't want to walk like that. Number two, torment, horror, horror, horror. I don't watch horror stories because um, I'm scared. I'm just going to tell the truth. <laughs> I do not watch no, horror, no scary movies. I don't even watch scary commercials, y'all. And I know nothing's going to happen to me. But, um, yeah, that's going to come up on my next. That's number three, fear. We'll talk about that. Number two, torment and horror. Psalm 55 and 5, fearfulness and trembling have come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. This is David talking about how his enemies were following him. So what is torment? Severe physical or mental suffering. When you are tormented by somebody or someone, it, whew, mental suffering I know what that's like to be tormented, to lay down in the bed every night and be tormented. I know that. I know that feeling. Severe physical 
somebody beating you, beating you and beating you over and over and over like the slaves. They were tormented. And we watched some of these um, shows like the show Taken. I mean, the um, the movie Taken. I like those. I like all of those. And I like all of the X-Men shows. Y'all watch these dramas and action um, movies. Man, that's torment. Physical torment where they just beat them and beat them and beat them and beat them until they almost die. That's what it is. A mental suffering when someone is tormenting you. You think somebody's out to kill you and ain't nobody trying to kill you. And you're looking at everybody sideways. That is a spirit of fear. What is horror? An attack or extreme nervousness or anxiety. Horrified. Horrified of scary movies. My first scary movie was Black Girl. I was in the... um. I think I was in the eighth grade. Yeah, my grandma let me go see Blackula. And we lived beside Warehouse. And I'm not sure if you all remember the movie. If you haven't, just go to YouTube. I'm sure it's there. But um, the vampires lived in a warehouse. And the warehouse caught fire. And that's how they all died. Well, I lived beside a warehouse. And y'all, guess what? That warehouse caught fire. <laughs> that night and my grandma I was so scared she was like see that's what you get for going to the to the devil's house because you know when I was being brought up in the church we couldn't go to no movies so um that was a punishment for me but anyway I want to share this story with you guys the Leviticus singers went to sing um in this town called Bitterville Kentucky never heard of it in my life never heard of it maybe like three years ago we went there and so we were uh, and i was driving um what was it 70 no we went 85 and we went through the mountains and it had snowed up there and lord i was driving with both hands and the truck driver was behind me i know he was mad as fire but i didn't care no mountains was <laughs> the mountains had me thinking oh lord what in the world is going to happen and everybody in the car was asleep but me and then we get to um a little cut off where it takes us to we get to Bitterville and the road that took us to the TV station y'all was a one laner with a cliff literally right beside us right be and my husband finally woke up and I know I was driving five miles an hour five miles an hour creeping creeping because had i gone off the edge and itch with my tire man we would have fallen off the cliff and we got to the tv station and we ministered and i was i was trying to ask my husband if we could spend the night so we can go back during the day because i was so i was i was terrified and he said no we're going back home and i could just see us on that dark dark one lane road with no lights no lights in that cliff right there and we stopped and went to the bathroom y'all i literally had an anxiety attack i was like i got on my knees and i lift my hands i said lord i want i don't want to die tonight i don't want to die because my husband does not no, doesn't know how to drive and he's gonna drive fast like he know what he's doing around these curves lord we gonna die tonight i was like we gonna die tonight lord Whew. 
and I got in the car, I was still shaking. I was so scared. And one of the singers, Keela, um, put the address in her GPS and she drove. Thank God. And it took us back 77. And I looked around. I was like, well, where is the mountains? <laughs> where are the mountains? Where is the road that I came in on? <sighs> Keela said, you can go to sleep now, Miss Lisa. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Lord. Because I just knew we was going to die that night if my husband was driving and we went the same way we came in. Y'all a spirit of fear literally took over the pangs my face was hot the mental distress the mental suffering the torment the anxiety the nervousness all of that took over and it took over so bad when I got home and laid down to rest I couldn't my heart was beating so bad I thought I was having a heart attack which is another fruit of the spirit of fear. And I asked my husband to take me to the take me to the emergency room. I was like, you got to take me to the emergency room because my heart was hurting so bad from the what I put myself through, the torment and the horror and the phobia of being on that road with no lights and one lane and no barrier and that cliff being right there. You see what that did to me? Cost me a doctor bill. <laughs> Thank God I had good insurance. But I'm just saying, that's what happens when fear takes over. It creates illusions. It creates stuff that won't happen. Phobia. What did we say phobia was? An irrational fear of something. An irrational fear. And that's where I was. I was being very irrational. Oh, Lord. Next one, number three. So number one was phobia. Number two was torment and horror. Horror. Uh, number three, nightmares and terrors. Psalm 91, 5 and 6 says, You did not, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Hmm. What is terror? What is terror? I'm going to read that scripture again. You sh this is Psalm 91, 5 and 6. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Hmm. Psalm 91 is telling us that we should not be afraid of what happens during the night. My grandmother had this saying, nothing good happens after midnight. And some of us are afraid um, of the dark uh, in your own yard. I was talking to my sister-in-law a couple of days ago, and I was telling her um, about me wanting to um, put a shed in my backyard. And she was like, you're going to put a, a shed in your backyard? You're not scared? I was like, First of all, it's my yard. No, I'm not scared. And I have night lights. I have a gate. You know, I have a fence. So nothing is going to happen to me in my own yard at night. But some of us are afraid of what we have, even if it's ours when it's in the dark. Some of us don't like to go outside at night. Don't like to walk the streets at night. All depends on what side of town you live on. You might need a little need 
to use a little wisdom in that. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> the, the fear of God is wisdom. So let's fear God and have some wisdom. And um, it says, nor of the, of the arrows that flies by day. The things that happened during the day, and as I was studying, I thought about 9-11, how um, America was attacked during the day when everybody was able to see it. And when we think about the murder of um, George Floyd, that didn't happen at night. That happened in the day, in the daylight. Nor of the pestilence that walks the darkness, nor of the diseases that happens in the darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste, nor of the things that lay at our feet. We shouldn't be afraid of that. And what's the pestilence? A fatal epidemic disease. And when I looked it up, it said, especially the, the, bu the bubonic plague. I guess we can put COVID-19 in there now. The coronavirus is a pandemic. Ep it's a fatal epidemic disease we call it pandemic because it took over the whole daggone world and the destruction the action or process of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists that's what terror and nightmares do that's what happens when we have dreams of destruction the action or process of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists or cannot be repaired. That's what the spirit of fear does to us. And it does it to our demeanor. It does it to our characteristics. It does um, to our blessings that the Lord has for us. When the Lord gives you a blessing, you don't even realize or recognize it as a blessing. Wow. Wow. Woo. Number, let me see, we got phobia. Torment, horror, nightmares, and terrors. Number five. This is one, two, three, four. Number four, anxiety and stress. That's number four, anxiety and stress. What is anxiety? A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. We have anxiety when we don't know how things are going to end. We get anxiety. Just like I had anxiety coming back home from Biddleville. I wasn't sure how we were. I knew we were going to get home. But I didn't know how we were going to get home. Was it going to be in a body bag? Or was it going to be in an ambulance? You know, was it going to be in a car? That's how bad it was for me. And how much the stress. And what is stress? A state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. A state of mental or emotional strain. And that's where I was when we were coming back from Biddleville. Emotional strain and tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Us going around those curves at night without street lights down one road were adverse circumstances for me. I'm telling y'all, I don't think I've ever been so afraid in my entire life. But 1 Peter 5 and 7 says for us to cast all our cares upon him. For he, our Father God, our Jehovah, 
cares for us. It says, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. He cares for us. Genesis 7 and 16. So those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God had commanded him and the Lord shut him in. This is talking about Noah uh, and the ark and the flood and how God, um, Noah brought all the animals in. Noah had his responsibility. He wasn't worrying about how the animals were going to get in there. He wasn't worrying about how the ark was going to get built. He wasn't worried about when the rain was coming. He wasn't stressed. Everybody was operating in what they were assigned to do by the Lord. The animals were told to get in. Noah was said, uh, build the ark. Y'all be prepared. The animals were having babies and all that good stuff <laughs> right before the ark, before the flood came. We just got to stay in our lane. How about that? Stay in your lane and don't cause stress over things that you don't have control of. He says, why worry about tomorrow? That's what he said in his word. Don't worry about tomorrow. But it will bring you poverty. Don't worry about it. Cast all your cares on him. Number five, untrusting and doubt. Matthew eight twenty three through 26. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Doubt and untrusting. The disciples knew who Jesus was. They had seen Jesus perform so many miracles up to this point, but yet they did not have the faith to believe that the storm would cease and they would get to the other side. They said, Jesus, do you not care that we're going to die out here? That's how I felt. Lord, do you not care that we about to die if my husband drive this car across uh, off the cliff? <laughs> Untrusting, not tending to believe in other people's honesty or sincerity. And you're always suspicious of others. They did not believe in Jesus. That's why he says, Oh, you of little faith. Doubt, a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. I doubted we was gonna we were gonna get um home safe that day. I doubted my husband's ability to drive the car the way it needs to be driven and not kill us. Hmm. Yeah. I had more faith in Keela driving than my husband because my husband can drive a little reckless sometimes and i was scared that he would be so confident that he knew what he was doing that we would have died and that's what happened with the disciples they knew jesus was able they knew that but fear snuck in and that's what the enemy does you know he seeks 
uh, going around seeking whom he can devour, seeking whose faith he can take. Don't let him take your faith. So how do we bind the spirit of fear? How do we lose love? Well, here's the first thing we need to do. Number one, fill our hearts and minds with the word of God. That's the first thing you need to do. Ephesians 6, 14 through 20. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having a sh- and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me. That utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak now if you're gonna be a slave be a slave to jesus christ we we're we are slaves we are bond servants to jesus we are bound to him he bought us with a price his life so we need to gird up ourselves in the word Two, command your mornings with the word of god when you wake up in the morning, you you command your morning. Job 38, 12 through 13 says, Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place? Ah, and caused the enemy to know its place and caused the spirit of fear to know its place? Have you commanded your morning since? Have you commanded the morning since your days began? Have you commanded your morning since you became a believer, a child of God, a bride of the kingdom? Have you commanded your morning and caused the day to know its place? That it may take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it. Y'all, we got the power. We got the power in the word. When you get up in the mornings and you command your morning, you say, Satan, you will not have my day. My day will be full of joy, love, peace, long suffering. This fruit of the spirit. Have you commanded your mornings since your day began? How do you be free? From the spirit of fear. Fill your hearts and minds with the word of God. Gird your waist with truth. And have a shot on your feet. Which is peace. The gospel of peace. And take on the shield of faith. Ah, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts. All the fiery dots, everything the enemy tries to throw at you. When you take on the word of God, 
It is down inside of your spirit. That's why it says, Thy word have I hidden in thy heart that I will not sin against you. The word got to be in our hearts, people of God. Three, love. First John 4 and 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him, Jesus Christ, because he first loved us. God is love, y'all. Learn how to love by loving God. First John 4, 20 and 20 through 21. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. And how can we walk in peace? Ah, how can we walk in peace and in the love of Jesus Christ when we first don't even love ourselves? Ah, you got to first love yourself. And in order for you to even love yourself, you got to know that God loved you first. He loved us first for he first loved us. We love him because he first loved he loved me when i didn't love myself he loved me when i didn't love me thank you lord number four seek ye first the kingdom of god matthew 6 33 through 34 but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble sufficient for the day is its own trouble sufficient for the day is its own trouble when we worry about tomorrow we are creating trouble for today oh god when you worry about tomorrow today it brings trouble in your day ah y'all we gotta seek god first we got to love him. We got to command our mornings. And we got to fill our hearts and our minds with the word of God. That's how you bind the spirit of fear. You bind the, that's how you, um, you, you bind the phobia spirit. You bind torment and horror. You bind heart attacks, you bind nightmares and terror, and you bind the fear of death, you bind anxiety and stress, you bind untrusting and doubt, and you lose the word of God. You lose the word of God. You lose the love of God. Ah, you lose perseverance. You lose your faith. You lose the gospel of peace. Thank you, Lord. You lose the perfect love, which is in Jesus Christ. 
We got to learn how to lose the love of Christ. We got to learn how to command our mornings, y'all. And we got to learn how not to worry about tomorrow. That's what Matthew 6, 33-34 says. That if we worry about tomorrow today, it's going to bring trouble today. And we miss out on what God has for us today. Oh my God. I pray you all were blessed by this. This blessed me myself. Oh my God. This blessed me. Oh, I am blessed. I am blessed. Just when you study the word of God and you really get down into the scripture, y'all. Y'all walk in so much peace and people be like, you cannot be that happy. Yes, I am that happy because I have the love of Christ. I commanded my mornings. <clears throat> I am walking with the gospel of peace. I have the taken on the shield of faith that would quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. That's the enemy. I love it. So y'all go walk in love, which is Jesus Christ. God is love. Let's close out with a word of prayer. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your peace. Thank you for your power, your love, and a sound mind. I lose your Holy Spirit in, in my life, according to Matthew 18 and 18, that the promises are whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thank you, Lord. I refuse to allow fear to rob me of all the good things you have for me, my family, my friends, my church, this country. I claim the mind of Christ from this day forward. Thank you, Father, for delivering us from the spirit of fear. Ah, Lord, and if someone does not know you as their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, receive them. Humble your heart. Just humble your heart and say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender all to you on today. All to Jesus, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. I pray, I really do pray that you all um, just spend more time in the word spend more time building up your spirit man and when your spirit man is built up flesh has a lesser chance of coming forth ah, thank you Jesus and as always a centered soul is a centered mind be blessed Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now remember, you can always connect with me on social media. Facebook under Lisa Dalton. Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. Instagram, Lisa.Dalton. And LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. Visit my website, FindingPeaceWithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, Find the books that I've written, listen to previous podcasts, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.